The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 231. Monday, December 2nd, 2013. This is The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 231. I am Rob. You are Greg. Yeah. And I have a Paunch Stevenson show correction in episode 230 I was talking about the the Fava shoe store Olympian sneakers and I said that it was it was the the, the name of the store is Fava F A V A but I I was incorrect it was actually F A Y V A nobody cares well I'm just I want to be accurate so that people listening to this in a hundred years in the future will not be misled mm. when they Google something. Right. Well, there will probably Google won't even exist probably by that point. Or whatever, like Lycos. <laughs> they'll they'll ask Jeeves it. Eh. Um. Actually, speaking. Oh wait, no. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say. Speaking of Rodriguez, what? But nobody. What the hell are you talking about? That was the last episode. I know. I was gonna. All right. Well, speaking of Rodriguez, now, uh, I did watch the first half of Searching for Sugar Man. That's it. So far. How hard is it to watch the full thing? Because well, I didn't, I didn't have long. huh? It's not that long. I know, but I just didn't have a block of time to watch the whole thing. But so far, it's very interesting and very good. Yes. But who was saying? Did Esteban post something, or someone posted something about how yeah, Esteban's uh, like really obsessed with <laughs> this movie? I know, but who was posting something about like some? Some other podcast said that Rodriguez is overrated or something. Yeah, it was Esteban. Well, th- those people are wrong. <laughs> uh, oh, here, okay, yeah. So Esteban posted a comment on episode punchstevenson.com, episode 230. He said, I think the reason I'm skeptical about the phenomenon is because I first heard about it from an episode of another podcast I listened to where those guys said Rodriguez is overrated. And it's right. it's joelradio.net. J-O-E-L radio.net. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, Esteban just talking about how, uh, how, uh, I guess, the South African piracy ruined his career. I've I've gone I guess back ruined and, his career. I don't know. Uh, I've gone back and forth with him about this. I think the takeaway that he kind of missed, perhaps from the movie, was that yeah, I, I, he kind of took it away. It took away that the 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 big thing with the the whole thing with this guy. The story is that he got jilted out of all this money. But right, I didn't, personally I didn't think that that was. Yes, I know that was a big part of the movie. But I didn't think that was the point of the movie. The point of the movie was that this guy had done this incredible music 40 years ago. And nobody in the Western civilization 
<laughs> ever heard of him. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the point that I'm getting from the movie so far as well. Yeah, so it's not that oh what a poor guy he got cheated out of it's like yeah. no it's like we made this awesome music and nobody's ever heard of it we also got a comment from um this these other this other guy who who does uh the static radio uh kind of a show with uh those uh the bob lament mm. and uh, miles from that show uh is um I don't know what his actual name is, but he seems to post under the Smidge Curdlebomb name. His website is... The Gunkcast. Yeah, gunkcast.tumblr.com. I mean, maybe his name is Smidge. I don't know. No, it's not. Maybe um, his, he's Norwegian or something. No. no, he's an American who I believe is living in England now. And uh, what he basically said on our site was that his wife, uh, I guess also English, but lived a long time in South Africa and also uh, knew of Rodriguez and got hit, mentioned it to him, I guess, many years ago. Mm. And he, but he didn't even know that this movie existed. So he saw, you know, he says, "Oh, I must see it now." So. Yeah. See, we're we are single-handedly. Boosting Rodriguez's career. Eh. So now Rodriguez has to come on the Paunch Stevenson show. I would love it. I don't know how you get a hold of this guy. As repayment to us. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you get a hold of this guy. Maybe Carrier Pigeon? We'll take a Paunch Stevenson show trip to Detroit. (laughs) Michigan. To the ghetto? And wear bulletproof vests <laughs> and suits of armor, and, and we'll go to Detroit. Oh, we'll just go there with Steven Seagal. He'll protect us. You know how police or military people wear bulletproof vests? Yeah. To... Uh, not be to, shot. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> to not be shot. So why don't they wear... Why, why can't they just wear a suit of armor? <laughs> you know how difficult it is to move around in a suit of armor? Yeah, but who cares? You're in a suit of armor. You can move as slowly as you want. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to you. <laughs> Believe me, it would not work. Number one. Number two, there's a lot of ammunition that can go through that anyway. Really? Yeah. Well, So well, then what is the bulletproof vest made out of? Well, Kevlar. So make a suit of Kevlar armor. It's not practical. Alright. Because what, alright, if I'm wearing a bulletproof vest, and the guy shoots me in the chest, I survive. But what if he Usually. just, what if he shoots me in the face? Well, <laughs> what movie was that? That was a, that was the joke. Um, know. oh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh. Remember the, the, the um, Jeff uh, Daniels was, he was wearing the bulletproof vest, and he thought that the other guy, uh, uh, Jim Carrey's character, thought he'd shot him. And he's like, Harry, you're alive! He's like, yeah, I wore one of these. It was a bulletproof vest. And he goes, what if he shot you in the face? <laughs> right. Anyway. All right, what, what do you got? <laughs> Next topic. A lot of stuff. So... One of the things I was going to mention about uh, Stan Lee, 
It's me! Yeah. Uh, Stanley, the never-aging uh, old guy. Yeah. The eternally old man. So he's been doing this thing on YouTube called Stan's Rants. Mm. And I have to find the actual uh, address. It's uh, youtube.com backslash world of heroes. Forward slash. Whatever. But uh, that's uh, it's it's heroes. H-E-R-O-E-S. Hero. World of heroes. Yeah, but not with an O-S. E-S. O-E-S. Well, that's the only way to spell heroes. Some people put H-E-R-O-S. Who does that? People. Idiots. Alright, what am I watching here? No, I just... It's it's basically... Um, he doesn't do a lot of them once in a while, but basically him doing like a one and a half minute video on all kinds of stupid stuff. Like here's Stan... One of them says, Stan Lee hates backward hats. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. This one is who would win in a fight? The Hulk or Thor or Iron Man? Ugh. And he's saying the person who would... So it says, who would win? Stan's rants. Who would yeah. win? People ask me, who would win in a fight? Iron Man or the Hulk or Captain America? And I say, the person who wins in a fight is the person that the writer picks to win in the fight. <laughs> Come on, that was stupid. Here he's complaining about car washes. Apparently, they're doing too much to clean his car. What? He's like, why are they hand-washing the car? Just spray it with some water and let me on my way. <laughs> Jeez. Me. He's taking over for the big man. Yes, yeah. yes. Huh. It's me, the kid from Brooklyn. Yeah. What else? Um, oh, yeah, we, we haven't talked about, since both seasons are over quickly, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, and the League. Yes. <laughs> How we can recap them. Uh, I would say, well, he, here's what I would say, is that I felt like It's Always Sunny was actually very good. Yes. Compared to last season, which I thought was a little weaker. Mm. So what, what was it now? Season 9? <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, season 9 was very good. The League, I thought, started off pretty weak, but got better as it progressed. Really? And what was that? Season season 5? Five? 5, yeah. Well, for Always Sunny, here's the thing. The first episode of the season which was called The Gang Broke D, mm -hmm. I thought was really boring. Like, it was a really boring episode, like, uh, she's being all successful and this and that. And I'm like, this is boring. It's not funny. You know, what's what's going on here? This is not good. Right. Not boding well for the rest of the season. Yeah. And then, <laughs> the punchline of the last scene was... She thinks she's going to be on, like, Conan O'Brien or The Tonight Show or something. And she walks out from the curtain. They had blindfolded her. Right. And she thought she was on a plane and everything. And they walked her in and opened the curtain. And it was just Patty's Pub and everybody laughing at her. Ha ha, we got you. Right. 
So it was all an elaborate scheme to yeah. trick D, Deandra. Yeah. Um, I love the one where um, uh, the gang uh, when they tried to win a win an award for the bar. And they couldn't understand, like, why did everybody hate the bar? So they were, like, trying to be, like, nice and civil, and the, but they couldn't do it. Um... Wait, what else happened in that? No, well, I don't know. That was that episode. Also, um, there's the one... Which was the one where they were in the, uh... There was, like, a gun... There was a robbery in a convenience store that they were all in. Oh, yeah, and they were all dreaming up how yes. they would... How they would uh, deal with the burglar. Yeah, and at the end, like, Charlie did this elaborate... They had this elaborate, like, animation. That episode must have cost a ton. Yeah. So, um, that was funny. Um, there was uh, the one where Charlie thought he was smarter. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> He th he thought he was smarter because these stupid scientists were like playing a joke on him, and um, so he thought he was smarter, and everybody was getting annoyed that he thought he was smarter and this and that. And then at the end, he he's like he's like arguing with the scientists. He's like, no, 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 I'm really smart. Right. And then they go through all the reasons that you know all the actual stupid things that he was doing, and he actually thought he was smart. I think well. Yeah, it w that, that was a funny one, but I feel like he actually was getting smarter. No, but he wasn't, though. That was the punchline. But he was reading all those books. Yeah, I know, but then they... they like, like he was, like, giving this dissertation of, like... Remember, he was drawing all these calculations on this board? Right. They're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. You've solved all these 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 ages-old math equations or something. And then at the end, they're like... Now, whatever you wrote there was just gibberish. <laughs> yeah, true. Lying to you. True. It's very funny. Um, then they did another Lethal Weapon episode. Oh, yeah, I love the Lethal <laughs> Weapon ones. And the best is how it started out with uh, Dennis as, um, as, Ma as uh, Riggs. Right. And uh, Mac as Black-Faced uh, Murtaugh. Right. It always does. Yeah, and then they switch halfway yeah, through. Yeah, then they switch. No, but they they didn't put Dennis in blackface. All he had was a mustache. Right. <laughs> it was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, the last episode was... Oh, then there was Mac Day. Remember Mac Day? Um, where it was like a day where they all had to do something that Mac wanted to do. Right. So, uh, and then he had Country Mac. Sean William Scott was Country Mac. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. And this ongoing joke that Mac may be gay. Right. So, uh, and then the last episode was the gang squashes their beefs. Gotta squash their beefs. <laughs> Which was uh, pretty funny that they, they, of course, at the end, they didn't squash any beefs. They only, uh, you know, angered everyone even more. Right. But yeah, I thought it was really funny. Um, they are signed for a 10th season. I don't know about after that, though. Because I've heard that the episodes are, make, are costing a lot of money to make now. Why? Yeah, they just are. You know, they're doing more elaborate things. They're down to 10 episodes a season now. And um, 
you know, the other problem is, you know, they're probably paying the guys more money. Yeah. But the other problem is the ratings are, like, down to nothing now because they moved from FX to FXX. Yeah, that would, why did they Nobody do has. Why I do they need know. a second channel? It's Fox. Fox are idiots. So, all right, then the league. Hmm. <laughs> I, I thought it was a really funny season. Um, it was, They started off weird, like you said, with this. They had this Adam Brody playing this guy, Ted. Yeah. Like, what's, what's going on with this? They were in Los Angeles or something. Very strange. Um, then they had the ep- they had it was funny episode where they had Jay Cutler and his wife, the girl from uh, the MTV show. That was funny. Um, um, okay. Yes. And, well, the funniest had to be the. I didn't the know one she was on MTV, but that's what, yeah. That's she all. was on the the hills, uh, Laguna uh, Beach. Remember that? One of yeah, terrible. Yeah. So, the really funny one was when. Uh, Seth Rogen as Dirty Randy and this Rafi. Yeah. <laughs> this guy best. is hilarious. Yeah. This Rafi guy, these two nuts, steal Kevin's car and drive it all the way to the West Coast to murder, avenge the murder of a friend or something. It was just hilarious. It was insane. And at the end, Rafi is shot dead. <laughs> Supposedly. But then he comes back. <laughs> he wasn't. He is. You hear this? Help me! Get me out of here! My God! This man's not dead! Yeah, he's not dead. This man is not dead. He's not dead. I thought Taco was really funny this year. In fact, he had an episode. The Taco character, who's this nitwit, he had this episode where they, for some reason he stopped smoking pot. Right. And instantly became in- really intelligent, and they all got annoyed by that, and so they forced him to smoke pot again. <laughs> Game an idiot. Yeah, he's usually... ...his favorite character, but this really? season... Well, this season, you're right, he was he was funnier than before. I think... Now, I, I think, um... What's the, what's the friend? What the hell's his name? Not Kevin. What the, what's his friend's name? Uh, which one? Ruxin? No, the other guy. The guy that's not married. Oh, um, <laughs> Paul Shear. No, not him. The other guy who was in that terrible movie with em- Emily Blunt. Oh, uh, what the heck is uh, Mark Duplass? Pete. 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 Yeah, he's the least funny. Well, uh, he's I guess he's kind of like the straight guy, eh. straight man. Um, I, I did find the one, fu- the re- episode was really funny where he was having an affair with uh, this married woman. And then uh, the husband found out and, <laughs> and, and um, what's his name? Uh, Paul Shear, um Andre is the... Um, he was the adultery accomplice. Oh yeah. And then they put this this hair piece on him that looked exactly like Pete's hair. Right. <laughs> and he had the Pete wig. Now yeah, poor Shear is hilarious. Yeah. And Ruxin, you know, that guy's insane. You know, 
I gotta send you this video. Nick Kroll did this, who plays Ruxin, did this video for Funny or Die. Uh huh. Where he's a Jewish guy and he's married to a Christian woman, whatever. And like in the t- show. Yes. And in the show, of course, he and Rafi were fighting over which religion his baby Jeffrey should be. Right. But in this thing, because Thanksgiving and Hanukkah were on the same day this year, he and he doesn't want the in-laws to know he's Jewish. So he, his parents show up, one of which is Penny Marshall, uh. and he sticks them in the garage. And they're eating like their Hanukkah, you know, this meal. And then the the in-laws come, one of which is Fred Willard. Yeah. And they're in the house. And he keeps going back and forth. He keeps cooking, bringing out the the wrong food. He brings out like the latkes for the for the Christian people, and then brings yeah. out like this turkey or something or ham for the Jewish parents. <laughs> and he keeps going back and forth, and finally just like goes berserk at the end. It's hilarious. Nick Kroll. <laughs> Supposedly, he's with Amy Poehler now. What do you mean with? Like, together. Oh. Because Amy Poehler and Will... I was going to say Will Ferrell. Will Arnett. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I guess got divorced, and and now she's with Nick Kroll. Okay. I mean, he's a funny guy, but he's not very attractive. Not for nothing, but she's not exactly, uh, you know, Christy Brinkley either. I mean, she could do better. All so right, could look, he, maybe. If Nick Kroll is listening, I Nick it. Kroll, come on yeah, the we just insulted season. him. <laughs> I didn't insult him. You did? Come on. I said he's very funny. By the way, you know, he was Not in that... very attractive. He was in that Geico Caveman sitcom. Oh, boy. He was, I, one, of, I, he was one of the cavemen. Ouch. <laughs> that is That is a Ted Danson Gulliver... Gulliver's travel moment. Yeah. <laughs> Career moment. Which was one of my favorite, uh, you know, off-the-cuff jokes that we did many years ago. <laughs> what? Remember that? I just all out of the blue. I was like, hey, remember the Gulliver's travels and Ted Danson? Was oh, yeah. <laughs> and somehow we had both seen this thing, which had come out years before, and it was terrible. Well, yeah, it was... <laughs> What do you expect? Why don't you believe me? (laughs) The made-for-TV movie. Oh, putrid. And then they made the actual movie with Jack Black. It was even worse. I was like, how can you make it worse? They found a way. Well, because the Jack Black one, it was set in present day. Ah. Why? What's the difference? Um... (laughs) Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, this is a movie coming out, I think, next year. Video game movie. That's what it's called? No. Oh. Which I'm sure you're, uh, you're really looking forward to. Oh, no. What is it? It is a Need for Speed movie. Why? I don't know. Basically, I guess that, you know, the Fast and the Furious continue to just keep making those movies and they keep making money so somebody else is like some other studios like hey we'll just have to make our own <laughs> need for speed i mean does the plot really matter there is no plot it's a oh, exactly d- d- 
you turn on the video game and you pick a car and you drive to the end of the race. Well, actually, no, but in, in a lot of the games, especially the underground games, they actually have a story. Uh, <laughs> no, but look, nobody buys Need for Speed on the GameCube or Xbox or whatever for the story. Yeah. Why don't they I... make... Uh, why don't they make... Uh, uh, I don't know, like a an F-Zero movie. Who cares about F-Zero? Wasn't there, a, an, wasn't there a cartoon for that or no? Maybe not. I don't know. Why don't they make a Wii Sports movie? Because <laughs> no one would care. Well, exactly. No one's going to care about this. Uh, anyway... So that that you know that that's coming out. Um, I I had a movie review. Okay. With Wah. Uh, oh no! You know what? No, I won't even do this one yet. What? Come on, movie review. Eh, fine. Um, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> from from the nineteen eighties? No, no, it was the one that just came out like last year. Jingle all the way. No. <laughs> Part the Last two. Stand. Remember The Last Stand? Came out earlier this year, in fact. It's me, The Last Stand! No. Stand. <laughs> Was Corey Feldman in it? No, that's Stand By Me. <laughs> stand By Me! Uh, stand By Me. Uh, Alright, so what, it's, what is it called? The Stand? The Last yeah. Stand? The Last Stand. No, it's not a Stephen King movie. <laughs> uh, it's the uh, The Last Stand, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is this this sheriff, or as he says, "I'm the sheriff." Right. The I sheriff. Am, I am Sheriff John Kimball. <laughs> so he's the sheriff, in somewhere in Arizona or something like that, and these this like Mexican drug lord cartel guy is uh, being transported by the FBI in Los Angeles or something like that. And this this team of mercenaries hijack it and they free him. And so then he winds up in this souped-up Corvette where she drives at like 150 miles an hour from, you know, California and he's trying to go back to Mexico. Okay. <laughs> this isn't making any sense. Why not? Because, well, first of all... Making an escape! First of all, Arnold Schwarzenegger now in the year 2013 yeah. Yeah. is so horrendous looking. No, I, I'm... he looks like I don't know what this guy has had done to his skin, but he looks like a CGI version of himself. <laughs> Look, it's so bizarre. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I'm watching this move. So anyway, the, the point is. So he's, you know, the FBI keeps trying to stop him. You know, there's, they keep foiling the FBI, keep blowing everybody up, shooting everybody. So finally he gets to this town where there's like two cops, including Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, and somehow they, they stage this, this stand and they, they shoot all the mercenaries and, and it's crazy. And then he has a, a, you know, this thing where he's driving... I didn't think there were cornfields in the middle of Arizona, but driving through this cornfield, and they're crashing into each other, and then uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger beats up this young guy and and uh, and saves the day. Okay. I thought it was actually... 
Believe it or not, as idiotic as it sounds, I th- it was actually a pretty good movie. You know, just in I terms just, of I just can't look action. at him anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. He's, he lo- he just looks so strange now. I'm telling you, as as odd as you may think that he looked in this thing, he he was somewhat believable. <laughs> Believe it or All not. Right. Okay. So that was the last stand. Also, I saw this. This is I didn't even think there were still shows that were coming up in first run syndication anymore. Okay. But <laughs> apparently there is. It is called SAF3. However, that? they pronounce it safe. What it well I never heard of it. Huh? I've never heard of it. What is it? Well, it's a new show and it's kind of like a Baywatch show. Where it's the supposed to be the sea, air, and fire divisions of the Malibu Fire Department. Uh, Although it's filmed in South Africa. With Rodriguez. No, no Rodriguez. Music uh, playing in the background. No, but uh, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> oh, really? Dolph Lundgren is uh, the only guy I've ever heard of in this thing. The chemical engineer? Yes. So... Wait, but so he's essentially way, like the he's he's replaced like David Hasselhoff. Let me just say that the movie poster for The Last Stand is actually very cool. Yeah. It's uh it's like old school illustrated looking. Yeah. I'm telling you, it wasn't that bad. Alright. I'll see if it comes on Netflix streaming. Uh, <laughs> Get it? What? That it's, it won't be? No, that they have nothing. Oh. I will say, wait, hold on. I'm, I, I don't want to derail your conversation, but on the Roku, I, I have the Roku 3 box hooked up to the bedroom TV. Yeah. And they have the Netflix app. And the Netflix app, it, it was fine, but one of my complaints was if I try to search for something, I could only search by the title of something. And I would always right. ask, like, why can't I type in an actor's name or a genre or something? So now they updated the app, uh. and, and and now I can search. I could search for title. I could search for actor, which is great. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me go on there, and I search for, I don't know, I search for Steve Carell. <laughs> and there's, like, three things that come up that I've never yeah. heard of before. All right, all right, all right. I search for... I forget who I serve, like, like, you know, Amy Poehler, let's say. Like, two things come up, or Steve Coogan. It's like, yeah. this is only... Rev- I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm very grateful that they improved the search, <laughs> but it's very... It's, it's, it's revealing even more the lack of movies that they have. I told you they lost the big movie I studio I know, but deals. it's... it's, it's Ah, it's so frustrating. Why don't you get? Why don't you should switch to Redbox Instant with Verizon? Maybe because I think they still have all the movies. I know, but Netflix has a lot of TV. Well, why wouldn't the other one? And here's the thing: look, I would subscribe. I would pay the eight dollars a month for Netflix streaming. I would pay the ten or however much it costs for Hulu Plus, and then and then it's add still the round. Huh? It's still out there. Yeah, it's still going. And then however much it is for the red box. And so, you know, you're paying like all these different bills every month plus on top of a cable TV bill. So it's like this is 
I have cable TV. Why should I have to spend 10 plus 8 plus 9 plus, on top of the cable TV? It's ridiculous. I know. That's why I spend, I you know, my, my cable bill is ridiculous. That's why I, if I want to watch something, I just download it with a torrent. I don't care. <laughs> I think, look, there's many times I have done that. I did that with Searching for Sugar Man. I saw it on Stars. I'm like, hey, I'm paying for Stars. I watched it. It's not on there on demand anywhere. Mm. Not on the internet, not on the, uh, the, there's nothing on through the cable box anymore on demand. Well, I did watch it through YouTube. That's how I watched it. No. Someone, <laughs> someone posted the whole movie on YouTube. Anyway, so. That's why I went and I did that. I said, look, I, I, how can I watch this? I'm not, why should I pay for it again? You know, for no reason. But anyway. So anyway, back to safe. Yeah, so no, there's really nothing to it. It's a really dumb, you know, Baywatch kind of ripoff show. It stinks. But I'm just amazed that <laughs> this there's still first-run syndication. Um, so, so it's called safe. It's... Jeff Sitar in the show. No, he's not. There's no actual safes to be cracked. Oh, man. Wasted opportunity. Yeah. He seems like a guy who would fit in like in one of those action shows. Yeah, he's got the hair. He's got the muscular uh, you know, physique yeah. there for it. Black belt in martial arts. Yes. By the way, did you ever sell that safe that's in your basement? <laughs> it's still down there. Empty. And yeah, it's, you know, whatever. I'll get around to it. It's not going anywhere, so. Obviously not, no. So, SAF 3. What, yeah. What's the 3? I don't know. I guess they added it on there to make it sound like safe? Why not just call it safe? <laughs> or SAF. Safe. S-A-F-E. Well, because then it would have to be what was it? The sea, air, and sea, air, fire, fire, and then it would have to be Earth, or yeah, the whole Earth. Well, if somebody gets or like energy, no energy, sea, air, huh. fire, and then energy. So yeah, any, but any it, kind it, like, of like like if if there's a Kremzik situation, <laughs> he's made out of electricity. Kremzik. No, but it's like it. What you know? If somebody's lost at sea, they have to get them. If somebody, if there's a fire, they have to put it out. Um, uh, there's, I guess, you know, they travel by air. Right. So why not Earth? You know, if somebody, you know, falls into like a, a quicksand or something, you know, <laughs> they gotta come rescue. Oh, well. So there's pictures. So, all right. I'm, I did a Google image search. There's Dolph Lundgren, like, like you said. Yeah. And then who's this burnt up guy? <laughs> what, there's a burnt up guy? I, uh, evidently. No, Where do you see that. Uh, there's all right. I'm gonna go from left to right. There's oh oh that guy. Yeah, yeah. He was some actor who like had his face burnt in real life. Yeah. All right. So they, I guess they put him on this show. Is I it... didn't even know he was on the show. Oh. But I mean, this thing is so. I mean, you look at the the lifeguard pictures. I mean, it is such a rip off of. Of Baywatch, and look, not to over exaggerate on the acting qualities of the Baywatch lifeguards, but um, you know Pamela Anderson and Gina Lee Nolan, and I mean they could actually act eh. to an extent. 
to an extent, yeah. I mean, th- these, the girls on this show, oh my god, nothing. <laughs> wow. They are terrible. Jeez. Anyway, so, uh, let's move on. Oh, um... Wait, so you don't recommend it? Of course not, no. Oh, okay. Get at me. This is... Here's the thing. When Baywatch was on in the early and mid-90s, you know, I was a teenager. There was like, you know, you want to see beautiful women. That was the only way you could. You'd have to turn on the TV. You know, there was no internet. Uh, yeah, when we were in high school, it was, it was just, like, there were a couple of people who had Prodigy. Yeah, but what were you going to download? There was nothing to download. Yeah, there was nothing. There was literally, all all you could do was email. Yeah, And not, not like the, today's, like, Outlook or Yahoo Mail or, or Gmail. It was literally just... Yeah, like like just a fixed width font text. That was it. Was just like plain text. Yeah. So that was uh, you know that that's really all that there was back then. That's why that's one of the reasons Baywatch was so popular. Yeah. Well, there was no yeah. alternative. No. Or no no competition. No, not really. No. Well, there was. I mean, there were other shows with the TNA. You know. But uh, they were all basically rip-offs in one way or another of, of Baywatch. Well, but SAF3 got one star out of ten on, on uh, IMDB.com. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, well. Next. Um, oh, so I was going to tell... You know, this is the end of November here. Just You know, we're just passing. And this was the 50th anniversary of the... Uh, Kennedy assassination. Errah. John F. Kennedy. Yeah, so... Now, the official story is that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, lone gunman, shot him on November 22nd, 1963 in Dallas. Right. Of course, I don't believe that at all. Well. I mean, it's nonsensical, but... Unfortunately, almost anything, any of the uh, the main, any of the cable news, um, any of the the cable channels that will show like documentaries and like uh, you know those kinds of things, you know History Channel or National Geographic or blah blah blah. Nowadays, they are all you know coming up with this nonsense and this uh, you know phony baloney evidence as to how that oh it's definitely Oswald blah 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 mm. I, I mean it's it's just it's so lame at this point nobody believes that but but look here's my whole thing with with this John F Kennedy assassination obviously you and I were not born at the time right? we, we we weren't alive at the time that it happened no what was it 1963 yeah so but here's my thing. So, I, you know, I, I don't have the full context, but I feel like with so many people who die and so many so many influential people and famous people and powerful people, um, I just don't understand, like, like, like you said, you know, it's like all, all over TV and, and everything, and it's, and there's still... 
growing up, like the the older people or teachers, they would say, I I I remember where I was when Kennedy got shot. I remember, and then like ten years later, another ten years go by, another ten years, and it's like people are still obsessed. With this, where were you when Kennedy got shot? Where yeah, well, they were say, you? It's yeah, like, but what the hell? Like, what is the problem? Get over it. What they is say this? That about, it's this they, insane obsession with this friggin' Kennedy assassination. Well, but it was the president. So what? They killed the president in broad daylight. And I do mean they. Right. Which is fine. I understand <laughs> that. It was a horrible thing. But, uh, okay, so how come there isn't this sick, insane obsession about where were you when Martin Luther King got assassinated? Or where were you when Ronald Reagan... It's like, it's this friggin' Kennedy thing. What What is the obsession with this friggin' male cheating <laughs> slut? And people keep saying, like, oh my god, he was such an amazing-looking president. He looked like a friggin' chipmunk. What is the what? obsession with this guy? Well, I don't the, get it. The obsession was that he cheated on his wife. He was a dirt bag. He looked like a weirdo. That. Look, it's the same thing for the for like our grandparents' generation. They always say, "Well, where were you when Pearl Harbor got bombed?" You know, that was a huge event because it opened up the United States. Then had to go into World War II. Okay. The Kennedy assassination basically began. You know, what became a very violent decade, the 1960s. A lot of other people got assassinated. A lot of other people got killed in riots and stuff like that. Then, you know, the country went to Vietnam. 58,000 guys got killed. God knows how many hundreds of thousands, you know, injured in some fashion. And it, it, you know, progressed into Watergate and, and all that stuff. And, you know, where it was this nonstop, you know, just bad things happening and... And it was the, you know, it was the end of innocence in a sense for America. Plus the fact that nobody could have ever, even then, you know, could have thought, like, oh my God, somebody just shoots the president and broad daylight. This is insane. There have been other presidents before that were killed. Yeah, but not in a very long time and not in an era, especially, you know, not in an era where, you know, you have a mainstream media and all that kind of stuff. I mean, when they killed McKinley, there was no radio, there was no television. If you found out, you found out from the newspaper. I guess. You know, it was a totally different era. I just feel like era. there's this 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 very silly obsession. It's not it's not really an obsession. I, the reason that, that there's so much hoopla about the assassination when it when the anniversary comes up, is again because there's so many people who believe it was a conspiracy. No, but but not just the obsession with the assassination, just the obsession with him. Well, I like understand people, that people have have so blown out of proportion. Like they they they've they've really romanticized and and idealized this guy and and his wife. Like oh, Jackie Kennedy and John Kennedy. Oh my God, it's like. What? Well, because I, why? Well, be, what? Like, what because, is oh my god about him? Like, well, first of all, the British do that with the royal family, and those people look atrocious. Yeah, well, that makes no sense too. And as soon as like Princess Diana, for instance, was married, oh, into don't it, even get me started on. And that. there was someone who was not who didn't look like a a basset hound. <laughs> you know, th th then they finally. 
Yeah, there was, you know, all the tabloids covered it because, oh, the women loved it. Oh, my God, a royal princess. She looks so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. You know, compared to the rest of them, that look, they look like basset hounds. But, but what um, kind of country do we live in where... Including me, the Queen of England! <laughs> where people are like, well, the Kennedys are the America's royalty. It's like, what kind... Are, are you kidding me? This guy cheated on his wife. It did. It did didn't draw, like what? That's royalty. That that's who you choose out of all the people who have accomplished so many good things. That's who our society is choosing to put up on a pedestal and worship a look, dirt bag. Look, Franklin Roosevelt, who was people revere for what he did to save the nation, really from the depression. The guy had a mistress. Well, that's bad. Well, not exactly. I mean, his wife was <laughs> not exactly. You his would do that to your wife? Anyway. Huh? Wait, what? I think his wife was a lesbian anyway. All right, but would you do that to your wife? Uh, no, but, you know, again, like in, in his <laughs> because case... Because that's bad. But again, in his case, he really wasn't in love with her. He was in love with someone else who I, I think died or something, or he couldn't marry her, the woman he wanted to marry, because she was a, you know, she was like a, you know, a... Not a peasant, but she wasn't like part of the aristocracy. Well, that's classist. So he was forced forced to marry this other woman, and, and she kind of guided his political career. So it worked out in a sense. Look, you know, part of the reason there he's Kennedy's romanticizes is a lot of the ideas that he had, and which were very important. And you know, one of the re one of the many reasons why he was killed was in fact the positions that he took, the positions that he took. Um, you know, that he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want the Cold War to go on. He wanted to reduce or, or eliminate nu uh, the nuclear weapons. Um, you know, he was um, against the Federal Reserve System in a sense. You know, all of these things added up, you know, and when he didn't allow the, the CIA and the, and the, the anti-Castro people to retake uh, Cuba, for instance, and, and, and on and on. And, you know, he was, you know, Eisenhower, when he went out the door, warned the country and said, I'm going to warn you, this military industrial complex is going to rule and you're all going to be, you know, destroyed by it. And he was right. Yes, I know. So, but that's, but for John Kennedy to say, I'm, I'm dismantling the military industrial complex. We don't have to worry about uh, the Cold War, I'm putting an end to this. Yeah. I feel like it's very naive because if you look throughout history, there's always some kind of Cold War. There's always some kind of boogeyman. So, okay, he, he ends this, this quote, Cold War with Russia. Th then the next boogeyman is just going to pop up and, and there's all this propaganda against that boogeyman. Yeah, it was a Osama bin Laden. Right. I mean, first it was Indians, and then and then the North versus the South, and then and then uh, no, but the Indians they were actually fighting the Germans and wait, and wait a minute, the Civil War they actually fought. I know, but I'm saying there always has to be some kind of bad guy or some kind of no. That, that was not a boogeyman situation. That was a legitimate <laughs> war. But I'm saying, but regardless whether it's legitimate or whether it's just propaganda, they're always it's just perpetual bad guy. Well, of course, because that's how you control the population. Right. Anyway, so, so I'm yeah. bringing this up because I went to another book signing with Jesse the Body Ventura 
and I did post uh, a video of it, and uh, you know, it was he, you know, gave a little speech for about a I don't know forty five minutes and uh, took questions and you know, he has an interesting take on a lot of things. And um, did you ask a question? Uh, no, I didn't ask a question. But when I went up to him, and I'll play the clip, I did mention to him how annoying it was that all of the new shows that they do on the Kennedy assassination now are all these pro-government, you know, hogwash uh, programs. And he's like, yeah, because it's, you know, mainstream media. They're all whores, basically. Yeah. And that's what they are. And so that was really cool. And in fact, he I put his video on my uh, YouTube page. And his his page actually took my video and reposted it onto his. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for all, you know, all his uh, little videos that he does. Hey, Jesse, how's it going? Pretty good. My dad's been uh, studying this, too, for like the last 30 years. Yeah, did you see who Oswald did it? He, I asked him to come. He's like, if you like listen to a colleague, you know, he's so, yep. so yep. into it. Usually that's the way it is. That's what's frustrating you. Generally, other than this guy, other than this guy that I had here, you're always preaching to the choir. Yeah. You know? Because usually the people that show up always agree with you. That's why he was kind of refreshing. I like debating him. Because you can win the debate every time. Right. I say the one. I was one thing I was going to ask you was like the only thing you see on TV anymore are these like these shows that appear with you know, Mr. Posner's on them all the time. Yeah. And they do these CGI recreations based on doctored evidence in yeah, the first place exactly and that but, but the, what I'm, my point is other than jfk um the movie they've kind of like the media has taken everything off exactly exactly that's i talk about that in the book yeah to, to, to show you that you'll never get mainstream media well i like to quote that did you see denzel washington when he played malcolm x yeah Okay, I love to say the quote, you've been bamboozled. <laughs> well, the media's been bamboozling us for 50 years. You think now they're going to admit it? They're only now in documentaries starting to do, like, Lincoln, what really happened. So, yeah. in another well, 80 years, yeah. eight people involved in another that. 80 years, they'll tell the truth. Yep, what everybody said. <laughs> you know what's weird is that when we were growing up in school, at the time, I didn't think anything of it because we're 10 years old. I don't know any better. But now as an adult, I look back and I think when our teachers were teaching us about all these things like the Indians and slavery, it, it, they, I feel like it was taught in a very... I don't know the word, but it, it was taught in a way... It's Generic, like Generic, uh, revisionist. Revisionist. Where it's like, you know... The, the history... The, yeah, the, the school history books leave a lot out. <laughs> well, you know what it was? It wasn't even just leaving things out. It was like, well... It was sugar-coated. Sugar... Exactly. Sugar-coated. It was like, yeah. well, these people from England were seeking yeah. freedom, so they left to go to this new country. Well, it's even worse now because all the school books are coming out of Texas. Oh, jeez. So, so, um, so yeah, it, it was prevented in a, it was presented in a very sugar coated way. Yeah. Like they came and they sought freedom, and then they wrote the Constitution, yeah. and, and then they got slaves, and then they freed the slaves, and it's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a minute, back up, slaves? Like, what do you mean they got slaves? And then, it, like, wh why weren't the teachers explaining, like, okay, then they did this really horrific thing? <laughs> 
It was just well, like that's why it's like yeah, they went to Africa and got slaves and yeah. they lived and they blah and it's just like why are you why are you telling this to us so matter of factly? Like Look, you should be saying like just how unbelievably horrible this because was. the school like I said the school books have always been too PC. They've I know, but the teachers. I know, but the teachers could have presented the material in the books like, guys, this was really, really rotten and horrible. Be, well, because you can't, because in a lot of places in the country, if you say something like that, the parents will want the teacher fired. Like, how dare you tell the truth to my <laughs> children? How dare you? That's horrible. Well, that's why when we were in school, we were we were we were made we had to watch. They brought a you know, videotape of it. We would watch Roots. You know, the miniseries. Yes. The original miniseries, not Roots the Return, which stunk. <sighs> uh, but the original one. And that's, you know, and it was a very graphic you know, movie in a lot of ways. And uh, a miniseries. And that's why you were, you know, we had to watch it. Yeah. Because otherwise you wouldn't know. <laughs> you know, and, and it's unfortunate. It's very sugar-coated. And that's why, in fact, another guy I've always liked, Oliver Stone... Who did the JFK film? You know, 1991. He did a, a series that was on Showtime uh, last year, in and in a series of books. In fact, I think it's also a series of books. It's called "The Untold History of the United States," mm. and it was like a eight-part series or something. And it, it's really amazing. And it's it's amazing how people such as nobody's probably ever heard of. He was the vice president for a number of years under Roosevelt. He was secretary of agriculture. Was Henry Wallace? Now, unlike the current president, who you know all the right wing morons call a socialist, <laughs> and he's he's I mean he's not even close. This guy Henry Wallace really was a socialist back in the 30s and 40s, and he was very popular around the country um, because he 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 stood up for the poor. He stood up for unions. He stood up for the the poor farmers. Mm. And this guy basically was very popular at the time. Essentially, you he doesn't even appear in history books. They've like erased him from history. Jeez. In that sense because because of what he stood for. You know, I mean, I I could tell, I mean, there's so many things. I remember we were in school I mean, they never even nobody. One teacher of ours covered the Kennedy assassination because he was interested in it, and he was a science teacher. <laughs> he taught us anything except science. He was not even a history teacher. No. And so, you know, he would teach us that. You know, he went over it. You never heard about it. He never. None of them ever talked about Vietnam. They never talked about. We we never got to like Roosevelt in in the textbooks. Never got, we never even got to World War II. Like, I didn't really, other than like my father would tell me about or whatever, my grandfather, I never even got into these 20th century subjects until I went to college. Yeah. And then like, I took like, uh, like some history courses, political science courses, and I'm reading some of this stuff and, you know, oh yeah, you know, that's what it's really about. You know, the Holocaust, for instance, never taught us about that. <laughs> and heist, never. You know, I mean, you know, people joke about how, you know, the Iranians uh, deny that the Holocaust existed or whatever. Let me tell you, if you go to school in the United States, you will not know that it existed. <laughs> well, through high school, they don't no, teach it. No, we knew that it existed. Not from from school, you didn't. 
it, it might have been covered briefly. I don't not. It was very rarely. They spent so much damn time on the freaking the founding fathers and the uh, civil barely sometimes the civil war. Right. But you know whatever. But then oh my god, the amount of time wasted on like the Middle Ages <laughs> and ancient Rome and Greece. Yeah, no come sense. on, who cares? <laughs> it made no sense. I don't know. Nobody cares what they did. <laughs> yeah, I remember we spent what what just based on my memory now, which is probably not very accurate. But what Since what never seemed like. Like just months and months in sixth grade on learning about like every little piece of minutia, every intricate little detail, and memorizing all of the Greek versus the Roman gods. Oh, who do you remember cares? that? Yes, and we would have these tests and quiz after quiz about. Well, in in the ancient Greeks, Mars was the god of war. What was uh, what was the Roman god of war? I'm just like, I don't know. What does this matter? Why are, are we pagan? wasting so much time on this? What are we pagans? <laughs> I know, it was it was awful. It was oh. it was absolutely awful. Stupid. That the ancient Egyptians, who cares? Um I gotta tell you, I didn't even care. I mean, there was one teacher I think taught us a lot about like the Native American. I didn't care. <laughs> I don't care. How about teaching the, the freaking Constitution? That might that might be worthwhile to somebody someday. Nah. <laughs> Teach them what's in the Constitution. That may help them. No, never. The Boston Tea Party. Nobody cares. <laughs> we made a really funny video when we were kids. You weren't in it, but. I've seen it. Yeah, I know you've seen. It. <laughs> oh boy! You know what I don't understand, and this will be my last politically related thing. But you know how people, like what you were saying a few minutes ago about how there are a lot of people who claim that President Obama is socialist. Yeah, even though he's not. But it's like, well, first of all, even if he is, what's so bad about that? Why, why is that an evil thing? It's like being gay. They can't but What is so that. bad about that? Nothing. Because the corporate, you know, the corporate right wing and all that, I mean, it's the, it is, it's, this is not a new thing. This has been the way that they've acted for a hundred years. I mean, it, the social, it's the worst thing. It's the worst, a union. No, no, it can't happen. Consumer protection? No. Are you? I was watching a documentary last night where they were talking about all the the fire retardant uh, chemicals, the ridiculous amount of chemicals that are in all these products that are it's totally unnecessary. There's there's substitutes that can be used for the to, for um, to make things flame retardant. Right. And it, stuff is is really bad. All this bromine stuff and all it's bad. But it makes somebody money. Right. And you know, global warming is a hoax, of course. <laughs> Wait, well, that's what they Dickens. say. I know, but so so what I don't understand is, it seems like a lot of not very well off people, like very <laughs> very poor or very uh, ignorant. Very, no, no, I I just mean financially very. Uh, 
very you know not 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 prosperous people yeah poor people <clears throat> who let's say they're they're living in a trailer park or or some kind of like you know ghetto apartment or or something which is fine i don't care if you live in a trailer park that's fine but obviously you're not living in this big million dollar mansion you're not driving around in lamborghinis and and whatever you know, you're a poor person. You're you're barely able to buy food and eat and pay your 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 electric bill. But then they're the ones who who are like the first people to start screaming like, "Oh, all these people are on food stamps. All these people are on welfare. How how dare the Democrats want to?" raise the taxes on millionaires by 0.1%. How dare they? What it's like yeah. <laughs> what, what 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 do you care? Why do you care about millionaires being taxed an extra 0.1%? You're barely buying a can of beans to eat for dinner. What do you care? I don't understand like what why why these these destitute poor people are so are so like protecting like they're 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 so protective of millionaires. I don't understand this. Because they they're well. Again, the problem is these are people who have lousy lives, and they're not well educated, and they believe that you know that these social programs are taking money away from them. But they're they the need. ones on the social program. They're that's, the ones that they're benefiting. That's the irony, of course. That's so stupid. I was like when the healthcare debate happened and they had all the signs, the Tea Party idiots had all these signs, hands off my Medicare. <laughs> I, yeah, right, exactly. That's a social program that taxes are paying into. So we can't, we got to keep giving you 60-year-old, old, fat white people free medical care that I'm paying for as a younger person working, but I can't give it to somebody who's 25 or 30. Right. No, can't do that. And I don't... uh, So, so number one, I don't understand how they're like, oh, that's socialist. That's socialist. Well, number one, do you drive on paved roads? Do you walk down paved sidewalks? Do you go to a post office, a public school, a hospital, a public library? These are all. Everything is social. Traffic lights. Like, are you kidding me? This is this is the everything way that... is socialist, and it's perfectly fine. What is so evil about about you know? This, at, 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 hold on. At, at what point in history? And by the way, these people are all Christians. Let's not forget about that. Right. They follow. They follow a guy who was basically, um, you know, a the socialist. I- yeah, who was basically the the quintessential uh, quintessential socialist slash poor person? Right, he's saying help people who need help, take care of each other, love each other, help sick people, help poor people. Well, they got the Feed new pope. Feed someone who's starving. Help someone who's sick and crippled. You know, you got the the new pope out there saying that you can't. Uh, you know, this the, he's sick of the people who. Um, idolize money basically right over anything else exactly this is good you know the way i look at it is this pope you know this pope keeps saying things like this <laughs> pretty soon you're gonna have another pope well i i'd rather he say that than not say that well but at, at, seriously though at what point in time 
Did it become evil to want to help your neighbors and make make sure I want to make sure my neighbor and my neighbor's children have health coverage and I want to make sure you know the person across the street and the person down the street is happy and safe and has health care and uh, no no you're evil I don't <laughs> screw them f them I don't want them to have health care it's health care's for me like what at what point did this happen in the world where where it it's evil to care about the people in your community uh, I mean it's it was always there it's just grown more over the last 30 years it's but why different. what is the reason like i could understand if there were some kind of personal why are you asking me i'm not one of those people i can't i'm, give ju- you I'm their, broadcasting this to the world reason i'm broadcasting it to the world why i can see if there was some kind of personal gain like you know what no i don't want all these people it, on my block it's just selfishness i think right, that's right. what it comes I down understand to. that but my point is if by me denying all of the people on my street health coverage, if I were somehow gaining something out of that, okay, maybe I can see how this 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 virus because is they spreading. Are, they are tricked. But I'm not gaining. What am I gaining by blocking my neighbor from having health care? Because I'm not gaining are, anything. Because these people are are tricked and hoodwinked into believing that if, for example everyone has health care then then somehow their health care will not be as good and then if they go to to if they want some treatment or some doctor they want to see they won't be able to you know there's all these these you know red herrings that they they bring up about and all that now in Europe this is not an issue i know europe has already done this canada you know, places yes canada has already cuba, done this cuba has has of course <laughs> universal health care of course, that's why they threw all the rich Cubans out. So they can do those things. I just, I don't understand. I really no. don't understand. And I know Frank Nora from the Overnight Sky, I know he feels the same way. Like, it, it's it's just maddening and frustrating. Yes, but at the same time, Frank has also uh, pledged his support to people like Ron Paul, who... <laughs> Who's very look, Ron Paul, I like him on certain things. He's anti war, he's very libertarian on the drug war, which you know, that needs to go. That's a waste of money. You know, all those things, but at the same time he also doesn't believe in any kind of socialized medicine. So if Ron Paul had been elected president, uh you would have very poor medical coverage for poor people and or elderly people. You forget about public education, that's gone. No no funding for that. Yeah. So that's somewhere where I disagree with Mr. Nor about. True. All right. All right. All right. Anyway. By the way, I, I I got this. I've I got to send you this picture that's on. Uh, it's the last thing for this episode. I'll send you this picture that's on uh, that he put on Facebook that he apparently did buy one of these, or maybe he got <laughs> it from Facebook. The Oculus Rift. What? <laughs> oh, it's a picture of him. That looks so uncomfortable. I I don't know. He's a real he's a real believer though. I think it's interesting and and very fascinating technology that finally the day has come where all throughout the 1990s we were promised this virtual reality where you could put on VR. goggles. Yeah, VR where you could put on goggles and you when whenever you turn your head the graphics inside the goggles it it's like it's following it, it's tracking your head movement 
Yeah. And so after how many, you know, a couple decades, now the technology has finally arrived, which is cool. But it's still a little bulky. It's still bulky. And, and, and the other thing is, as I get older and I'm using all these different, like, web apps and smartphones and everything, I'm realizing, like, well, as cool as it is, what would I really do with it? I don't know. I don't think that I would actually have a practical use for it. You can't it. walk around with it. Huh? You can't walk around with the thing on your head. Right. Which, by the way... I think it was it was was it sixth grade where I came up I I don't have it anymore but in my notebook I drew up this idea for an arcade game and it was this was what what was this this was 1991 and here was my idea so you know how in an arcade you walk up to the arcade cabinet and there's a joystick and buttons and you control the character on the screen Yes. Okay. So my idea was a totally interactive, immersive arcade game. Okay. Where inside of the the video arcade, you have your your regular arcade cabinets, but then maybe off in a corner or somewhere else, like somewhere out of the way, there's a little room. And you open the door, you go in the room, you close the door. And... On all four walls of the room are big, like, cloth projection screens. And on the floor of this room is are, are like, a whole bunch of balls. Almost like a treadmill, but instead of a, instead of a conveyor belt, it's just balls pressed together to make a flat yeah. surface. And this, all four walls that have the screen on it were pressure sensitive or like touch touch sensitive so you play the game and all in in front of you on the sides of you and then back of you you're in a world you're in you're in like a factory or a street or anywhere and so let's let's take the game double dragon normally you you're using the joystick you walk side you know along the tv screen left to right you press the buttons to beat up the bad guys well in this new Rob version of Double Dragon, you are in the middle of the street and you look to your left on that screen there's a bad guy coming over to you. You punch the screen and it and the guy gets knocked out. Then you move your feet on the rollers and it and it walks you forward. You're you're walking in place, but the rollers are moving the graphics. Yeah, well that that's essentially the concept for the Star Trek uh, holodeck in the next generation. I know, but I was trying to figure out a way... Well, no, first of all, I didn't know that. But second of all, I was trying to figure out a way to practically implement this in real life. What was the arcade game? Remember the arcade game from, like, the mid-90s? That it was... I think it was a shooting game. And you actually wore a headset. Remember there was, like, a... It was this gigantic cabinet. And you stood there, and there was this headset that was, like, hanging there. And you put it on your head. Like a helmet. Um, I know what you're talking I about, that. but I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. I never play. I, I, <laughs> I never went over to it and actually played it, so I don't know what. Um, I don't know the name of it. I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. It was red, right? 
Yeah, it was like a red helmet. It looked like the laser tag helmets. But I'm uh, looking for it now. Ooh, I know. I what the heck was this thing? How could I not can't find it? remember the name. Oh, wait. What's this? this is... What the heck was this thing? Uh, I see something here. Someone at, at uh, someone in the world right now is listening to us talk, and they're like, "It was blah blah blah." Uh, Come on, like pulling their hair out, and we don't know what it is. I mean, I'll find it eventually because I remember seeing it in in the arcade, and I remember it not being very good. Well, it had the, it had this red helmet that rotated 360 degrees, yeah, and moved up and down, and it had handles on it with the buttons, right? And I I never played it. Yeah, I think I, I played it maybe once, but I don't think it was very good. Yeah. Well, someone will go to PawnStevenson.com and leave a comment for episode 231. Wait, is this it? What is this? Oh, wait, what is this thing? Beachhead. Vortec. That sounds familiar. But that was a yellow one. No, this one here, Beachhead. There's another one? There might have been a couple of them. Beachhead 2002. That's definitely... I mean, well, there's probably... They probably had multiple games. Yeah. Did you look up Beachhead 2002? Right. That's definitely it. It had the big thing and the, and the like, U-Force-looking uh, handle. Beachhead. Yeah, right. So, there's this one. So, I was wrong. It was yellow, not red. There's this one. Well, this one is yellow. But there's there was also one called Vortec, V O R T E K. Right. Never played it. What? How does it spell? V O R T E K. Vortec. If you type in arcade space Vortec. Yeah, because it's coming up with a gun. <laughs> right. So it, it it looks almost the same as. Right, the right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same cabinet, just a different game. Yeah. Oh yeah, no that that's definitely it. Yeah, that's definitely it. This big thing that was like on like a <laughs> was on some kind of like a uh, structure there. I don't know what what do you call that? It's like a crane or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is from the. I guess, so I guess it was not from the nineties, the two thousands, but it was. I don't. I guess. I don't know exactly. Like I don't know exactly what uh, what it looks. You know what it actually looked like, though. A Vortec platform. Yeah, but it, it was on. Yeah, I mean, it was on. Uh, you know, it could swivel around and all that. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. The end. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Greg. Do you know what it's time for? It's time for. Well, the old jingle of the episode.